The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Beyond! Beyond! Beyond. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 226, I believe, right? I didn't really double-check that. That's correct. That sounds right. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the PlayStation powerhouse, Ryan Clements. Hello, sir. He only does everything Colin Moriarty. Uh, And the first loser of the Tester, season three, episode one. That interview is coming later, so hold your horses, everybody. Who is it? I wasn't even there for it. It, uh, Yeah, Colin's not in on it. We already did the interview. Heads up. It's a good one, though. It's Asha Chan. Asha Chan lost. Does he listen to Podcast Beyond? She does not listen to Podcast Beyond. Then it's an irrelevant interview. Do you know? (laughs) Do you know? (laughs) You guys are hard. They were going to vote out two people uh, on the first episode of Tester Season 3. They decided that one guy gets up. Admits that he's only there because he has a lot of YouTube fans, and they voted him in. And he's excited to be like famous and whatever. And they ask him how many PlayStation Network trophies this kid has. How many think he has? Fourteen. <laughs> I thought he said seventeen. Fourteen. I thought. Uh, I mean, whatever. I get fourteen, sure 14. fourteen a night. Now hold on. I get fourteen in my sleep, you're bro. Ta- you're talking about Ego Raptor. I'm right? talking about Ego Raptor, and Ego Raptor is going to get an earful when he gets on this show. If right. he, uh, God for God, help him if he wins okay. the Tester hold season on, three. Hold on, hold on, though. Let's let's let, coming from my perspective of a big Ego Raptor fan, the guy is really smart. Whoa, whoa, and whoa, does... whoa, 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 whoa! You really know who this guy is? Yes, he's the guy that did the Mega Man video. He's, right? he's a brilliant like artist and comedian that does video game videos. Uh, I don't know. He yes. said on the, in, when he gets introduced I mean, he to the might, show, he might like, not play on the PlayStation a lot, but I know that he knows video games like better than most. When he got on the show, he just said, "Yeah, that you know, I have, first off, he sounded like a little bit of a jerk about it, a little cocky, but yeah, that he's a big deal on the internet or whatever." And he's I Googled, probably just joking. I Google his name and like I went to his website, but I didn't click through any of the links. Or yeah. Well, his name is Ego Raptor. Raptor. I mean, it's yeah. probably part of the persona. No, but he, you get an earful uh, from no, no, I mean. You, any any of the awesome cartoons like Metal Gear Awesome? No, all those, that's him. That's him. Oh well, I like him already. Then yeah. I take back everything I said. Right. He did the Mega Man video. And he did the Mega Man video where he's like really speci- like carefully it's analyzing. Good. It, it gets it gets. It, I've never seen over analysis quite like it, but it was it was cool. It was Dude, very. I don't interesting. know, man. I mean, oh. I thought that it was, video was well, fascinating. Well, now I hope Ego Raptor gets eliminated soon and we get to talk to him. <laughs> this guy sounds interesting, <laughs> but not as interesting mm. as Ashley Chain, who will come up later in the show. But before then, let's begin podcast beyond with what is and forever will be. The Roper Report. <gasps> Time for some news. Okay, that's that's a bit annoying. Yep. <laughs> we have so many, so many tester fans are joining us for the first time, and you're scaring <laughs> them all away. Sorry. This is where we talk about news. News that you could use nah, in the video game. News that you could use. What? If you're a tester fan, yeah, welcome to Podcast Beyond. If you're a Podcast Beyond fan and you want to watch the tester, we're embedding it in this article on IGN, so mm. go find it there. 
I'm gonna hold the mic like this. That's, mm. what, for people at home, he's palming it like yeah, like something. Know, like, like a, you palm something. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the way you palm something. <laughs> <laughs> what do we got? How many stories are in the Roper Report? There are ten today? items on the Jeez list. Let's play a game of. Uh, I guarantee it or I doubt it. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're joining us for the first time, the game goes like this. Colin will read a news story, and then I will decide if it belongs in the news story or if it's just Colin putting in useless information nobody cares about. It will be judged by this. If it's a good story, I'll say, I guarantee it. Like the men's warehouse guy we all know. <laughs> it sounds like two different voices, by the way, which is amazing. What? I guarantee you're, you're, Yeah, your I normal voice and your I guarantee voice. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Voice. I'm, kind of, Very I'm good. trying to act like him. Oh, yeah. And then there's the I doubt it. Which is, of course, Bob's Discount Furniture. Of course. On the East Coast. <laughs> <laughs> Public access commercials I doubt for it local. It's bad. It's a bad, it's a yeah. bad news story. Yeah. Um, okay, number one. These are in no particular order, by the way. These are in the order in which I found them. So mm-hmm. they might actually be in like chronological order. Okay. Skyrim's <laughs> 1.4 patch will launch for PlayStation 3 soon. In fact, Bethesda plans to release it today, February 9th. Depending on when you're listening to this, that might not be today. Yeah. Uh, this should fix many of the game's performance and memory problems, though whether it will actually do that for frustrated PS3 gamers remains to be seen. I guarantee you. That's good news. Yeah, it Skyrim's is. been effed for a long time. Now I'll go back it. and actually play it, because I was protesting it. Oh, is that what, that's what yeah. it was? Yep. Okay. Why you been protesting that uh, Uncharted 3 Platinum? <laughs> I don't know about that one. It's called PlayStation <laughs> Vita. And in fact, I'm not the only one who <laughs> wants to know. It's like an air horn, you know? <laughs> the worst thing to happen to pop music ever. Is the air horn? Brett writes in to beyond at IGN.com, just like you can, listener, to be part of the show. And he says, just wondering how Collins Uncharted 3 Platinum Trophy is coming along. Was there ever a bet on this? There was not a there bet. Was no bet there was no bet, and I have more platinum show. trophies than Greg, so he can keep making fun of me all he wants. I will forever have more platinum trophies than forever? Greg. No, forever? No, not forever. Well, if this is the sa- same argument that forever. comes down to you. I'm a higher, I have a higher percentage. You'll be Shut the fuck up, Ryan! I'll sing I'm trying I to make want. a point. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I thought that was a real cup for a second. <laughs> Yeah, this is just like when people are like, well, you know, Peyton Manning has more touchdowns, throws. Well, how many championships does he have? That's what it comes down to. I have the higher level count. I have the Super Bowl trophy. You do not. Okay. You have the you have the <laughs> NFC championship trophy. Good job. I'm, I, I, oh, the NFC. Gross. <laughs> uh, uh, all right. So I think you have the analogy backwards. Because Probably, you're talking about but <laughs> Because you're talking about literal trophies as opposed to just numbers. You have Your numbers are higher. So you have. I have more trophies, platinum trophies. But the platinum trophies don't mean anything. That's not what people are judged on on the PSN. You're judged oh, by your depends on who you talk count. to about that. Depends You're right. On who a bunch you talk of fucking morons that. that live in my house next in the room next to me think it's a big deal to have more <laughs> platinum trophies. But right. the rest of the world says the higher level is who wins. So Greg wins. <sighs> I think you're both out of your goddamn mind. down in the ninth round. <sighs> I love how the crowd just choked on its spit just now. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Yes. Continue. Number two. Is a little bl- big planet kart racer coming to PS3? It appears that it is. Little big planet karting was reportedly shown off at Sony's retailer-centric destination PlayStation event, and pictures of banners and screenshots have begun trickling online. However, Sony has yet to officially comment on the project, who's developing it, what this means for Mod Nation Racers, or whether the project even exists at all. I guarantee it. Daniel writes into Beyond at IGN.com. Beyond! Beyond. I have a small question that came to my head seeing the rumor about the LBP racer. Wouldn't a little big planet racer destroy Mod Nation racers? Yes. Yeah, totally. That's 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 what's so weird about this. If it's you haven't really been following yeah, Destination PlayStation, this little retailer showcase, tweets are leaking out, a banner leaks out, Sony won't confirm or deny what the hell's happening over there. It's weird because like the banner says, you know, play create share. And when they announced Mod Nation Racers, and I I fell in love with it. They said that this is the next version. This is like also in the play, create, share lineup because you did everything basically you could do in Little Big Planet, but with kart racing and mods and carts. And now there's a you know they're launching Vita with a Mod Nation Racers. 
developed by San Diego Studios. United Front Games made the PS3 Mod Nation Racers. They are now working on True Crime. That's been revitalized, but it's now Sleeping Dogs. You don't know if there's more teams up there. We don't know if Media Molecule is doing this. A lot of questions if this is Mm. real. But if it is real, they are totally killing Mod Nation Racers on the PS3. Now, I'm not too concerned about that because, I mean, obviously that's what it will do, but I think that's probably what the game's designed to do because I don't think Mod Nation Racers... Mod Nation Racers, people liked it. It did well. It's got a good Metacritic score, all that stuff. Like many PS3 exclusives, it's not surprising that it's of high quality. Yeah. But and I'm not being I'm not saying that facetiously. Like there know, are, there know, are very just, few PS3 exclusives that are not of a high quality. You just make me smile, Colin. That's what I'm happy about. I know. But it didn't have like incredible. What would you call it, like cachet? You know, like Mod Nation Racers like didn't didn't resonate with a lot of people, and killing it really doesn't mean anything to anyone. I know. It's what, you, like Little Big Planet, with the exception of Uncharted, is their biggest series. Yeah, and, and it's really big with kids. Yeah. I mean, like you, it's one of those things. Like there's toys and Toys R Us for, of Sackboy and stuff like that, and like there's no merchandising for Mod Nation Racers. Mod Nation Racers is a title that the hardcore PS3 fan likes. I mean, not even the hardcore, the hardcore PS3 kart racing fan enjoys, like myself, <laughs> and knows a lot about, and really thinks it's awesome. But that's all there is. You know what I mean? Like, if you talk to just the general public, they're going to... Not the general public, but the general gaming people, 360 fans, PC fans, a, a broader reach, they'll know more about Little Big Planet probably than they will Mod Nation Racers. I agree. So, so if it's like Mod Nation Racers, I wouldn't be too upset, but... I, I, the worst part about this is that I lose a bet with the info boy, Jim Riley, because I said there'd be another Mod Nation Racers on PS3. And if this is true and this kills Mod Nation Racers, I don't know what they mean. It could, it could be that Mod Nation Racers will now be the Vita iteration of kart racers and they'll move Little Big Planet onto PS3 for kart racing or whatever. But I, I honestly don't think Mod Nation Racers is going to do that well on, P- on Vita because they killed online play. Yeah, I think, I think you're looking at it. You can, you can find out about that later, though. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, number three, Killzone, the PSD shooter. PS2 shooter. Remember it was going to be the Halo killer? Remember all that? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Uh, was slated a couple of months ago to come to the PlayStation Network as a PS2 classic. However, according to the official Killzone Twitter feed, the game's release has been, quote, delayed indefinitely with no explanation as to why. Now, we talked about this yesterday in the office, and I'm, I, I guarantee you the reason this happened. There's a bet. There's yeah, a bet, ladies and gentlemen. A cheese pizza is on the line. A handshake on was witnessed. Line. I, I guarantee you it's one of two things. It's either that they're going to put it into some sort of collection with Killzone 2 and 3 and release it and have, and have trophies, or more likely that they're going to release it as like a $20 PSN download, upscaled with trophies and whatever else, and that's why they, that's why they killed it. It's not the story. The story is interesting. The bet was last yesterday between me and Colin Moriarty. Colin says it's being delayed, at least, at least in the bet. The bet is that you think it's coming to PSN with trophies. I say it's not. I think it's just, I, 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 think don't, that, I don't know what the holdup was, but I don't think it's that they're patching in trophies. I think one, like one you know... One side of Sony didn't know what the other side of Sony was doing as far as Killzone. Like, it seemed like an obvious PSU classic. And then someone at the last minute was like, what the fuck are you guys doing? Like, we could make more money off of this game. I don't know. So poor let's... communication between countries doesn't sound like Sony. So no, I just don't think that. No, not at all. Sarcasm. I mean, if they... I mean, honestly, like a PSU classic, it gets tucked away. People will buy it and are interested in Killzone, obviously. But if you kind of... And that's going to be 10 bucks because that's what all PSU classics are. But you charge... 15 or 20 bucks for it, you upscale it. You kind of go the crisis route. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you give it trophies and stuff like that, it sells better. And it can sell half as much and make the same amount of money anyway. Um, so that's that. Number four, Batman Arkham City has shipped 6 million copies worldwide, including 1.4 million since October. This helped Warner Brothers Entertainment Division reach $12.6 billion in revenue, up a full billion from the previous year. That's pretty interesting. Hey, Greg. I doubt it. Yeah. Hmm. I think uh, you'd be proud to know that I uh, popped in Arkham City maybe a week or two oh ago and played it. Because I know, I know that you. Uh, well, no, I didn't do that. But uh, <laughs> I did play it. it. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I, it's, I don't know what it is. Can't can't get into that game. I tried. I because I, I, I heard because everybody had really really good things to say about it, including yourself. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it just wasn't for me. Too many villains. 
Yeah, that was one of my complaints. Not enough, just way not, too many not villains. Not enough uh, screen time there for some of them. Yeah, didn't flesh them out. Just focus on something, for God's sake. Just fucking focus on someone. Mm. Why can't this be about Calendar Man? This yeah, whole game is kind of boring. Or, cal- calendar Man isn't real. Or right? Captain real. Boomerang. Captain Boomerang's real, but he's a Flash rogue, so he wouldn't. Have <laughs> wait, wait, who <laughs> did kill Trinity? Wait, hold on, Trinity. I really want to know who Calendar Man is. He's in Arkham City. Okay. Like in the very beginning of the game. Okay. You can just walk down. You get to the Two Face in the courthouse. Yeah. Yeah. Just go go downstairs. There he is. He kills oh, really? people on holidays. He's okay. a serial killer. Okay. I'm glad to see people dying. It's funny to you. No, it's, it's his name is funny I, to I, you. I, I, I appalled Predator Greg, Man. by the way, what Predator Man. <laughs> I appalled Greg, by the way, when I told him that one of my favorite villains of all time, not knowing much about comics, yeah. is Shocker from Spider-Man. <laughs> and he was, like appalled, he was like appalled. <laughs> one of the dumbest Spider-Man villains. Wait, the dude that Shocker. had like electricity on his hands? Yeah, like, like, he, he had just a suit. He, like, wasn't a, he like, had no suit. I like those kinds of guys that have no superpowers that are just like... You like the chumps. You like the just chumps. Well, guys that like, it's more, a little more realistic. You know, like he just had like these things and he would just shoot them out of his arms. I thought that was kind of cool. <laughs> what an awesome name. Shocker. I loved Man. all those guys, like Sinister Six guys. I yeah, love Sinister, Sinister Six. I, cool. love, I love Mysterio. Well, Shocker's in Sinister Mysterio Six. Mysterio is awesome. Bro. Yeah, but he's the weakest one. Rhino. Chameleon. Yeah. And Sandman? Chameleon was always a good one. Sandman, yeah. Who's Sandman again? He's made of sand. <laughs> He's a man that's made of sand. <laughs> okay, thanks. God. Sorry, I didn't uh, I really had to explain that one to you. Uh, any, any, any villain <laughs> created, like, before 1985, <laughs> really is pretty... <laughs> any, any hero, even, for that matter. Batman, Spider-Man, Superman. Sandman. What did, uh, what's he do? He man made out of sand. <laughs> <laughs> what uh, are you going to do about I it? I just loved Shocker because what, he was What so are cool. his powers? Does he just throw sand at you? Well, no, he's, he can... Didn't you see Spider-Man 3? Uh, I mean, it's really bad, so it doesn't matter. Oh but. yeah, I did see that movie. Well, there you go. Now you know all yeah. of them. All right, that that was. I remember Sandman doing crimes to great, save his sick daughter. That was a great flick. Hobgoblin, oh shut the fuck up, man. Just I didn't. I didn't mind it up. at all. I hate you so much. I didn't mind it. This, at I remember all. this now. Yeah, you wanted the, the Blu-ray came in, and you were like, oh, "I'll take it." I'm like, "This movie needs to be burned." Yeah, <laughs> this no, is not I, I think that. I think it was a fine example of the Spider-Man trilogy. <laughs> Please move on. Okay, uh, it's funny. Omega Red, also another cool villain. Hmm. Uh, five United Front Games speaking oh we already oh. really covered this is working on a Square Enix funded title called Sleeping Dogs which is a quote gritty open world cop drama set in Hong Kong the series looks to work off of the true crime Hong Kong project United Front Games worked on before Activision pulled out it's due out in the second half of the year that'll be an interesting one. Oh, I, I guarantee it I'm fine with that one that's a good it's an, it's an it's interesting story. news story based on the fact of how bad true crime Hong Kong looked. I saw that at GDC a few years ago, which, of course, if you are a podcast listener, is the same GDC where they threw a kicking party where I was kicked in the face by a stripper. And <laughs> this, that did not affect my my uh, hatred for the game, though. It just looks so bad. And I remember th- wa- looking, and I'm like, why are you showing this now? Like, why? It was so clearly, like, not ready for primetime. Like, there was no reason to, uh, for it to be out. And they were, like, making a big deal about showing you the game. And I was like, you guys made Mod Nation Racers. Hey, Greg, what the fuck is this? Yeah. I think we should point out that GDC stands for the Game Developers Conference. Sure. It's a big show he- held here in San Francisco. Yeah, it's coming up for those again. Of, for those of you that don't know. It's coming up March. Yeah, I like I like GDC a lot because yeah, it's, it's, it's about minu- well, that's nice, but it's about the minutia and the nerdiness of the of yeah. the industry. And like, you go to great panels about <laughs> great panels. That you just fall like Ryan Clements likes to fall asleep in any any circumstance at all, so that's not too surprising. But he, but it's we went, I work so. Hard. But we went to Clements and I went to a few nerdy resistance based panels. One of which was about like coding or something, and like Ryan just fell asleep during it. But then. <laughs> <laughs> but, then, but then we went. But then we went to one about enemy placement in resistance games. Like the whole thing was about enemy placement. It was like an 
an hour long seminar. It was fucking fascinating about like how they funnel you into rooms and how where the enemies come from and why they come from those areas and mm-hmm. how they well, feel this like everything was up there. Eating well, a sandwich. They were using like really they were they were using about how like like fairness and how like the dropships are really in the environment. And they really do drop the enemies off, so there's just like no monster closets or anything like that. Like they come from places, and you saw that in Resistance Three all over the place. Yeah, like yeah. the the very first time we played Resistance Three, the gas station area, like where you're like funneled into a circle, like and through all the buildings, is like fucking awesome. And they talk and they talked about how they move you around by like where the enemies come in and stuff. It was cool. So anyway, if you're into nerdy shit like that, GDC's for you. And technically, uh, oh no, actually, wait, there's it's not public, right? You have to be a professional to yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah to but register. you could you could pay though to get in, can't you? Like a lot of money. Yeah, you have to pay quite a bit. Yeah, quite it, it like literally bit. costs like five hundred dollars, I think, or more. No more, I think, right? Maybe I'm not sure. Depending on how many days you go. Continue, Mr. Moriarty. I will. Thank you. You're welcome. Number six, firmware 4.1 is now available for the PlayStation 3, which makes some minor upgrades. However, PSN logins will now be known as SCN or Sony Entertainment Network logins. Sony Entertainment login. And better yet, this week's update has brought along with it some Vita-centric features. Indeed, PlayStation Vita games are now available to purchase on the PlayStation Store if you search for them individually. You can find games like Mod Nation Racers, Uncharted, Golden Abyss, and Super Stardust Delta. You can also buy them in stores right now, too. GameStop is now just like, hey, whatever, buy them, get ready for the system. Even exciting. though you have to come in and buy this. Oh, it's very exciting. It's really cool to finally have this happening. Play games in English. It's the happening. store is live on the Vita, too. Mm-hmm. So we're actually on the store. Via yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Uh, number seven. Sony has revealed that the limited edition of Starhawk will include the 2007 game Warhawk free of charge. It will be in the form of a digital download voucher. Additional DLC will also be included. Nice. I so, doubt it. What? Wait. Yeah, I'm sorry. Like, I'm starting to, I'm starting to put up very serious concerns about Starhawk. Why? Not about the quality of the game. But, but about like, if you care? No, no, not me. Well, I don't know if it's my type of game. True. Yeah, I play. I've been playing. I played the beta for a while, and I was like, eh, I don't know if this is sticking for me. But I loved Warhawk. Anyways, what I'm saying is, I don't know if the, I, I'm. I think this is going to be a flop. I Sales think you're probably wise. right, but Sales I think wise. most of the games that come out on PS3 this year are going to be flops. <laughs> um, doesn't mean they're not going to be good. No, I'm not. I, I'm not again. I'm not critiquing the game. I'm saying that I think that making a limited edition of a game, I'm not sure has a has an install base. Has has a really you know a, a group that's really like looking for that you know what i mean that's what i'm saying the, the one thing i'm interested in by the way speaking of games that are coming out this year is we don't really know anything about it yet we don't even know if it's real it's title fight yeah where the hell how, is some title fight how the hell is that game gonna do like i'm really interested in is that game gonna sell like crazy or yeah. is that game just gonna just go mm, nowhere yeah or is it gonna suck is it gonna suck i don't even know anything about know. it is it real that's the other question yeah i mean like the other game that I'm if you're re- not f- paying attention, oh, no. real quick, t- Title Fight is a rumored. It got rumored like what in like November, December ish, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that it was this uh, game bringing together all the PlayStation like mascots or whatever, like Sweet Tooth. Uh, I'm get- well, who else was confirmed off that original? We did a speculation piece, so it's Drake. All, yeah, and then I, and then I confirmed that characters like. Vaughn from Tales of or from no, Legend of Lagaya. <laughs> Legends of Lagaya. I remember that. Legends game, of Lagaya was fucking dope, by the way. Yeah, if you guys ever played Legends of Lagaya and you see that in the store in your, that mom, your mom and pop discount bin. Yeah. I like the Le- Legends of bin. I like you put a little emphasis on the the start of those words. Gave it a real kick. Yeah, you did. You gotta give it a give it a little kick. Yeah, Legend it. of Lagaya is one of the great RPGs on PlayStation. It's just straight up true. Like, like Xeno Gears. You remember that oh, actually? Remember the second disc? No, because I never got there. <laughs> like, I mean, you wanted, no game. There was a piece on it. I think it might have been on 1UP or, or some, some site where they were talking about like how the Xenogears was so obviously not finished when they released it that the second disc is just like a fucking FMV movie. Like you play and all this great action in the first disc and the second disc is just like, it's just no game anymore. It's like, okay, we forgot to finish it. Cool. <laughs> well, wouldn't they need to work a lot to, fin- to, to make FMVs? Sure. Yeah, I think so. So, Why would anyone want that? It's like Xenosaga. Remember Xenosaga? Right, I fell asleep mm. during this conversation. Get to popular games mm. that are now. Do you remember Xenosaga on PS2? I remember. I didn't play it. 
I remember buying it. I didn't. I didn't. I played it for like one night because I was like, when does it actually start? Yeah. Because it was like one long ass boring movie. Do you remember Oni? Yes, I do. That wasn't that a bungee game? Yes, that's right. Isn't that crazy? Um, Halo, son. Number eight. The Salt Lake Tribune has reported that a major shakeup has hit Twisted Metal developer Eat Sleep Play. Oh, no! The company laid off 20% of its staff, and stranger yet, its two founders, Scott Campbell and David Jaffe, are reportedly moving on to work on different projects, including iPad, iPhone, and casual games. Jaffe sounded off on, tw- on his Twitter about this, confirming that he's starting a new studio in his hometown of San Diego, while promising to remain at Eat Sleep Play long enough to fine-tune Twisted Metal and make sure all is going well post-release. Interesting. Always... I, I guarantee it. Very, very interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's been... It's interesting to see... Campbell talk about moving towards iPad, iPhone games, not PlayStation stuff, and then Jaffe talk about making his own studio to make browser-based casual games, but not like casual games you know, not like <coughs> Angry Birds, not like Farmville. Interesting, but again, yeah. sad. Not PlayStation. I guess they want to make money. Well, yeah, if you want to make any money, that you gotta you know sell games. It's this is why this is why online only games are awesome, but also very scary to me because I feel like their life, their their lifeblood is completely contingent and dependent on the studio that created them because it sort of requires upkeep, it requires patches, it requires you know like server maintenance and all this stuff. So when when a studio starts to like cut a few workers and the two heads of the studio leave, and this game hasn't even come out yet like well campbell isn't leaving though right he's staying at eat sleep play it's a very confusing clarify, story when you yes. start getting weird into it but it's still to me it's just like uh, I, I i don't think that's gonna make suddenly make twisted metal bad and obviously jaffe is is really serious about that game extremely passionate about yeah, twisted and they're metal. Still bug fixing and tweaking so they'll, else. they'll still they'll still take care of it it's just after twisted metal launches i wonder i mean if they're well, gonna take care I think of it eat sleep in the play is still on the hook to do make sure it's working they must be yeah. i mean that must be in the contract let's keep in mind that you know just to kind of put it in the business perspective yeah, yeah, yeah. eat sleep play is a second party that had a three-game deal with Sony, which they've now fulfilled. So they can move on and do whatever they want. But there must be some something in stipulation totally. in the contract and, that they yeah. stick around. And, and take real care quick, of the game. Uh, Marcelo writes into Beyond at IGN.com, just like you can. We're a conversational podcast. Yes. Uh, Marcelo says, "I think Jaffe's departure is not necessarily a blow to the launch of, and future of Twisted Metal. Once the game goes gold, there's a lot of tuning and bugs that need to be dealt with. But other than that, the initial concept and creative has been set, and teams can run to correct and expand on what is already existing. I'm currently pre- in pre-production for a Facebook game. In the animation studio, I run." and have already included the planning for my early departure shortly before after launch. See, before the game is even out, we need to start thinking of our new game, Innovations Platforms. And this is better executed when it's planned early on, particularly particularly mm-hmm. if there will be a change in focus, which seems to be the case at Eat Sleep Play. Now, I could be missing something, but how do you see this affecting Twisted Metal? I think it sounds right. I mean, you have to be looking long haul. I think you know the Eat Sleep Play guys definitely have a team that is there to ensure that Twisted Metal is not screwed up. When we had Jaffe on for the live stream last week, which you can watch in the Twisted Metal gallery of videos, Clements and I asked him about you know DLC and stuff like that. He says nothing's planned right now, but if it sells well, they'd be making some. So I'm sure that's included in the Eat Sleep Play contract. But Jaffe doesn't have to be part of that. Hey Greg. Yeah. Who who asked that question? That was Marcelo. Marcelo. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you said Marcel. Marcel, Marcel. And if it was Marcel, I was going to ask if it was a shell with shoes on. Been a long journey from Milan to Mintz. Hey, Moriarty. Rochelle, Rochelle. Oh, little yeah. <laughs> One man's erotic journey from, what was it? Uh, what, a woman's erotic a woman, journey. A woman's erotic journey from uh, Milan to Minsk. Yeah, Milan to Minsk. <laughs> <laughs> what else we got on the docket show. Uh, number nine Square Enix's Shinji Hashimoto has confirmed that Final Fantasy X HD which will appear at some point on PS3 and Vita is a re-release and not an outright remake 
it will be more in the vein of Team Eco Collection or God of War Collection as opposed to an all-new remade project. Now, let me just say real quick as a nerd that Hashimoto is one of my boys because... Boy! Uh, Yo, it's your boy, Das Colin. It's your boy, Das Colin, here in Kalajna. <laughs> Kalajna. Uh, he is one of the men responsible for Front Mission, which is one of the... It evolved. It did evolve and it evolved in the shit. <laughs> uh, Front Mission is one of the finest Square games of all time. Uh, and he, you know, it's a strategy RPG, really nerdy, minutia like, probably inspired Xenogears in a way. Uh, although Xenogears is not a strategy RPG. Um, so I have a lot of love for that, too. He also was the executive producer on Final Fantasy 4, 5, and 6 on GBA. So, dude's been around, knows his stuff. Yeah, he does. I yeah. just wish, you know, speaking of Front Mission, we talk, bring this up every once in a while. Why are they, why do they insist on ruining that series? Why? Why do they insist on it? Because what they tried to do is make it more palatable to everybody because they think that everyone wants shooters and action games. They tried to make it into a shooter action game, and it didn't work. Let's give this awesome Japanese-created game about South American Civil War in the future with you know mechs and all this awesome strategy pinpoint gameplay and give it to a Western studio and make it into a shooter. Sounds like a good idea. And we'll call it Front Mission, which has which means nothing to anyone except for the nerds that like Front Mission. Yeah. Well, oh, what a disaster. Colin, I would just like to point out that you are among the first to say that, you know, those these super nerdy JRPGs and all that stuff, they just don't really sell. And this is them. They, this was the them reacting and trying to get this shit to sell, which, you know, maybe probably wasn't a good idea, but that's fair, but you can't make Front Mission with like the expectation that it's gonna sell five hundred thousand copies. You know, don't make it at all. If you're like when they released uh Front Mission on on DS, which I bought, it was a remake of the Super Famicom version, which we never had before here. Um, I was like super excited, and the game did okay. And I thought it was going to be, you know, like a, a, you know, harking us back to like From Mission Four on PS2 was an immaculate game, yeah. and that was the last one we really ever got. So it's just it's a sad. It's the same thing with Final Fantasy Tactics. It's like why are they abandoning the, the strategy RPG thing, except for giving us like strategy RPGs that are great, but we didn't really ask for like Tactics Ogre when we really want a new Final, like a real Final Fantasy Tactics Two. And a, a front mission. We really did. We got we got Tactics Advance and A2. Those games are not the same. I mean, those are good games, but those are not the I'm same. Just saying, technically. You guys are fucking nerds. Let's talk about Madden. All right. <laughs> what do you think Cutler's overall going to be this year? Probably like a 50. Damn it. I don't number, even know what that means. Number 10, uh, Super Stardust Delta is getting DLC. Yeet. This is a Colin exclusive. Uh, the trophies <laughs> for the game have revealed the yet-to-be-announced Advanced Starfighter pack, which will include new modes for gamers to mess around with, including Endless Bomber, Impact, and Twin Gun. Um... I said it's a Colin exclusive because we just downloaded the game on the Vita and I started playing it. And by the way, I'm fucking addicted to it. You're good at it. Um, thank you. And uh, I'm just trying to run my score up until Clements gets his hands on it and embarrasses everybody. Uh, <laughs> like he did on PS3 where he has like double my score. Um, but uh, yeah, I just went in and I looked at the trophies and there's a, you know, lo and behold, there's DLC trophies there. And they haven't revealed anything about the DLC. So I wrote about it. And that's Prediction. It. Ryan oh. Clements will never surpass Colin Moriarty's Super Stardust Delta score. Really? Yep. Why? I just don't think you have it in you. Really? I think you're going to be torn. You'll be playing other things. You won't ever commit to it like you committed to the first one. Mm. I think that's a possibility. I committed to the first one just to beat Ryan's score, and I couldn't do it. Yeah. I was like, this can't stand. Not not that he was beating me, but that he was so far ahead of me was like, what I, yeah, the I mean, let's let's make it clear. I wasn't trying to embarrass anyone. Or <laughs> I didn't set out to make yeah, Colin yeah, yeah. look you were just playing. bad you were at games. No, you're doing your thing. I was just enjoying myself. Yeah, that's what you do. I really love those games. Uh, I think it's possible just because of the sheer amount of stuff that we have and want to play. I might not be able to devote that as much time. I think Stardust came out, and I was playing it before we. I even worked at IGN, so I would yeah, just like, sit in my basement and grind through that game. Yeah. We can't uh, we can't talk about you know the embargo doesn't lift yet for these these games. Speaking, oh, but, you go ahead. But Super Stardust, man, 
Yeah. You know, you know, you know, you know what, really, what upsets me a little bit? I understand why they're doing DLC, but they've done those modes. They've done those modes in the PS3 version. They did those modes in the PSP version. And well, now, they're, it, now they're not including them in the Vita version and they're charging extra for But wasn't for there it? some confusion about this? Did Sony ever comment on no, what so exactly was happening? No, there is some confusion on it. Just because yes, I, I reached out, reach out to Sony about, I have no idea who the hell is responsible for this game at Sony, so I just reached out to a bunch of people about Shuhei. <laughs> I, just, Shuhei. I just DM'd Shuhei. <laughs> we asked about. I just asked him, like, do you have any comment on this? Like, what's the deal with the DLC? Is going to be day one? It's not available on the store yet, so I assume it's not going to be day one because the game itself is on the store already. Right. Um, and the Japanese gamers already have the game, um, and they've had it since the, the unit launched. So in Japan in December, so the DLC is not available there yet either. Um, but when I went on the Wikipedia page, I just went on Wikipedia, and those modes are listed as being included in the game. So somewhere on some press release. It said that all these modes were going to be included in the game, but I haven't unlocked any of those modes yet, which me, to, to me says, and I haven't beaten the game yet because I was like, I was telling Greg and I was telling Casey this morning, I refuse to play planet by planet. I start at the very beginning, and if I die within the first two planets, I start again. So I don't like get, I don't like get anywhere. Well, but you know? uh, in the in the PS3, there was strategy to that because if you tried to if you tried to tackle a later planet with no power ups, you were almost completely defenseless. No, of course. I mean that's why I do it because yeah. I'm playing for score, not to beat the game. Because yeah. there's really no reason other than the trophies, which I want to beat the game. I don't think I ever even beat the final planet on Super Stardust HD on PS3 because I didn't play. Oh, really? I didn't play that way. Oh, okay. <clears throat> and I never got through the entire game. You know, do you know what I did once? I, I was able to get through the entire game in without dying, or maybe dying once or yeah. something, but having the same. Man, continue. you must have had a crazy multiplayer. And then, and then I played through the entire game again a second time with, on the same like continue. Nice. And then I started playing again, and I think I made it about halfway before dying. <laughs> nice. does, the game get, does the game scale? Um, it get yeah, it gets harder and harder with each time. Real quick, uh, Mike writes into Beyond at IGN.com, just like you can. He says, I was wondering when the reviews for the PlayStation Vita games will be posted. I only ask because the majority of launch games are already on store shelves, even though the Vita is not. Much love from the Great White North. Well, Mike, if you go to Vita.IGN.com right now, you can get a breakdown of when we are posting everything. There's a page now on the Vita Wiki that shows you what uh, hap- on the days what's going on. If basically, mo- Monday we start posting and we don't stop for the next two weeks of things that are going up. Uh, as far as, yeah, games are on the shelves right now. Games are on the store. So it, we're in this weird spot, right? We've talked on the show before about embargoes and how that works. You know, we've imported Japanese units. So we have been playing Vita forever. Sony, though, then you know gave us American units for our American reviews and everything like that. Even though the Vita goes both ways, they gave us memory cards, they gave us games. They embargoed everything. The most of, most of Sony stuff is all embargoed for for uh, Monday, uh, February thirteenth at six a.m. And then some of the other publishers are stacked out from there. Then it gets a little bit weird, right, Colin? That you know now stuff's up on the store. So technically, if you had a Japanese Vita, people are already playing it here in the states. Would we want to push our embargo? Would we not want to? How do we work? Yeah, we don't want to play. I mean, we t- Greg and I talked about this in Clement too about you know we could break the embargo because the game you know is out like super stardust i've been playing it and, and it's, it's ready to go we've yeah. had uncharted for since december but yeah, we're not yeah. gonna we're not gonna do that it's one of those things i mean like we want to you know we're ign we try to set a standard for how we think things should go and this is working with a publisher who you know has been nice enough to provide us with their products for reviews and a lot of com- a lot of publishers don't do that a lot, a lot of companies don't do that yeah. so there's no reason for us to look short-sightedly right now and be like fuck it Super Stardust is up. We're using our Japanese unit. We're using all the stuff we've purchased. We've bought Super Stardust. We're reviewing it. It's not worth jumping out that far ahead when we can just post on Monday. Yeah, I mean, people often ask why you follow embargoes, and this is a great example. It's because we, you know, regardless of what we give a game, the publisher and the developer don't hold it against us because that's just the business. But if you screw them on an embargo, they don't forget. Yeah. And you don't want to ruin your really. Why would we have great relationship with Sony? Why would we want to ruin it? Yeah. Um, like you said, they gave us everything. They gave us everything really early, and. 
you don't want to screw around with that because then you then you ruin relationships in the future and there's just yeah. no reason to do we that. We don't want this. To, you figure right now, let's say we did it right and we piss off Sony justifiably. And again, Colin makes a good point. I know this. I don't know how this is coming off to somebody just listening in, on your iPod eating your Doritos. But you know, I've never I've never scored a game and had and I've scored some bad games. Lair pointing out one right, and I, I've never been called and screamed at and hung up and you know not get games from them. But right now we say fuck it. Hot Shots is up, Uncharted's up, Sardis is up. Publish them, break the embargo, blah, 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 blah. First off, think about it. You know, we haven't had, even though we, we've had the games longer, right? So if we did, yes, you know, Tuesday everything goes live, we buy it. When when would we have legitimately finished those games to review them, right? Not maybe in time for, probably for the real embargo, not so much I for I mean, we're crunching right for now. the embargo as it is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But what, what yeah. we're saying is, you know, I don't want to, we don't want to pull the trigger here and say, fuck it, we're doing all these Vita reviews. Here's how it works. You know, we, we're justified. It's up live. And then not get a, not get a review copy of Last of Us. And you know what I mean? Not get a review copy of Title Fight if it's a real game. Yeah, and, that, we, and then we, that, hurt, we, that hurts us and that hurts you. Exactly. We Then you don't have that coverage. You don't have those reviews going into. You'd have a review for those games weeks after, days after. And yeah. that's not how it's how we want to run the site. And, and poor Ryan Clements, too. I mean, he's got the Vita stuff to, to deal with. Uh, and, you and, know, Twisted Metal. And, and Twisted Metal. So he's he's swamped not, as, not, as all life, life as hell. Is okay. Greg, Greg's got like a billion reviews right now. I'm happy just because I would be, I would be, I'm working on Stardust and Little Deviants right now and I'm also charged with Escape Plan but Escape Plan's not on the PlayStation Store yet so there's nothing I can do about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so that kind of gave me some relief but yeah. I'm still crunching. I gotta capture all my footage today for the video review. Yeah. I gotta get all the VO and video stuff done today and tomorrow it's gonna be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, we're all, yes, yeah. she's video reviews. Uh, but so anyways, Mike, all next week, you can check vita.ign.com right now to get the scoop on when the games you care about, and then look at Podcast Beyond episode 227, which will be all about Vita and what we think. Cool. Cool. Yeah, so cool. Ba- the, the summary of all that uh, great information. Go to vita.ign.com. More like we play by the rules. That's really Oh, all yeah. Well, I mean, and when the rules make sense. Obviously, yeah. if this, like, we, I've definitely had other publishers, other developers, I guess other publishers, come to us and say, here's the, you know, here's your review copy of the game, and the, the review is embargoed for the day after the game comes out to everyone. And it's like, well, no, that doesn't work. You know what I mean? That doesn't make any sense. We'd review it in, on the day if we could beat it and blah, blah, blah. Right. So, it's, uh, don't get me wrong, we're not like... There's give and take. We're not on leash here. It's just that, we're, you know what I mean? I guess we are, but not on a bad leash. We gotta respect. We got it's a, they, it's gave, a mutual, they gave us product to review it, without them. Yeah, I mean, what mutual we, respect. We wouldn't have an American Vita. We don't want to review games necessarily without Vita American uh, Vitas or North American Vitas, I should say. I guess so that we know what's up. You know, blah blah. Hey, Greg. Yeah. It's a rare condition in this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, it's a really good one. How about? Step by step, day by day, fresh right over, different every day. Reaper, we know, we keep it up the second time around. The song about divorce, divorce and remarriage. Thanks, TJ. Here's something interesting. If you watch the footage of Step by Step's intro when they're I was on the, say, on which, the roller coaster, are you coaster? picturing the roller coaster? Yeah. With the grandmother waving, and yeah. then she got cut out. And the... yeah, that's Mrs. Poole, of course, uh, from uh, the Hogan family. But uh, was it? Yeah, no, same woman. The and grandmother? also, yeah, and also from she's no. she's from Ferris Bueller. It's the same woman. No, that is oh, not you're the, correct. You're, you're talking about you're thinking about the different woman. You're, th- you're talking about the old woman that's with the dude in the glasses in the first season, like waving. Yes. There's yes, the yes, other yes. woman that works in the salon what that the was fuck are you guys that was in the house about? that they then cut out. Okay, like the whole business that they cut out. That I remember now. You're right. But if you watch the end when they like they pan out and like the roller coaster is going, and you look at the water, 
Uh-huh. Like, this is funny. Like, I can never not see it now. Like, it's this terrible, like, matching up of two scenes, like, where they pretend, like, this thing is on, like, the Great Lakes or something, but it's not, and the water looks like shit, and it's, like, <laughs> pressing against the scene. It looks so bad. And when you see it, I you, like, will not be, you will not be able to undersee it. Like, no, it's, like, water it's, like, screen tearing. No. I know no. what I'm YouTubing when we get back downstairs. Yeah. Um, Colin. Yeah. Vita games are out now. I could go to the store and buy them, but I don't know what's in stores. Where can I go to find out? You have the official list of upcoming PlayStation software on all three platforms by the IGN editors. Wait a minute. Is it officially time to change it to the official list on all four platinums? Platforms? Yeah, I was just about to say, we need to update this list, man. That's true. All right, for the first time ever, tell me where I need to go. The official list of... Wait. Yep. Right. Oh, okay. The official list of upcoming PlayStation software on all four platforms Man! by the IGN editors. Show me your Vita games! <laughs> <laughs> uh, nothing on PS2, nothing on PSP, nothing on Vita. Wait, no, no, there's plenty. There's Vita stuff out now. Yeah, but that doesn't. that's not officially out yet. They're just breaking the street date. No, Sony has apparently told GameStop they could sell it. Okay, then so the, Mod, Mod Nation Racers. Mod Nation, Wipeout, Little Deviants. Have I covered everything? Dungeon oh. Hunter Alliance. No, that's not out. That's a, that's an Ubisoft game. Which I'm kind of looking forward to. Luminous oh. Supernova. Oh, that's an, uh, that's an Ubi one, too. And let me... Uh, woo! It's, woo! It's a, to record Colin. <laughs> anyway, sorry. What's that? And, uh, on, what on PS3, PS3? Uh, Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning. Okay. Which I gave a 9. Woo! Uh, woo! J- Jack and Daxter Collection, which I believe Jack gave a 9. And The okay. Darkness 2, which I think Darkness. Anthony gave an 8. All right. Pick of the week. Oh, oh wait, hold on. No, no. Oh. Does anything come digitally we need to worry about? Yeah, there's some stuff on PSN. Tell me about we it. We got all three Jack games available separately for $15 each Okay. Uh, if you don't want to buy them. You got Shank 2, which Shank is two. awesome. Uh, so uh, you got the Simpsons arcade game oh, yeah. this week. Free for PlayStation Plus Free for PlayStation Plus members. Oh, my goodness. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Uh, and Gotham City Imposters. I'm reviewing and, that one. It's fine. Uh, oh, I didn't even see this. Catherine, is, the full digital download is now available. If uh, you haven't checked out Catherine yet, please do. Okay. And um, I think that is about it for full games. Yes. Also, Greg, I really want to... Is there a way we can access the PlayStation Network store from, like, an internet, like, explorer? No. No. Can't read anything from there? Like, can't, like, look you, at their descriptions? You go to the PlayStation blog, and they don't put up the descriptions. Yeah. Up. I really yeah. wanted to read that Hungry Giraffe description. Oh, yeah. You were, you've been talking that one up for yeah, a while. Also, uh, Final Fantasy V uh, PS1 Classic is free for PS Plus members this week. So jump on it and get your job class-based RPG action on. Jump on it. <clears throat> Should I get that? Get Final Fantasy V? Yeah. I've just never played it. Just download for free. I've never played it. And then just keep it in your get download you hey, list. Hey, it's real, an excellent game. Yeah, real quick, though, is the PlayStation version... Did it? Was it like riddled with no, it ran load fun. times? It, that was that came with six, and those games were fine. Are you sure though? Yeah, I'm sure. The the, the one with four and Chrono Trigger were the ones that were that were had problems. These right. these actually came out first too, which was a little strange. All right. Um, yeah, Pick five is good. Five features X Death. X Death. Our boy X Death. Our boy. Our boy. The tree. The evil tree. The evil tree. Now it's a good game. It's class based. It's fun. Cool. We'll check it out. Pick of the week on Amalur. Yeah. Oh yeah. Reckoning. Um, you want to give a quick rundown for people? You spent how many hours with it? Like 45. Jeez. A red wine. Uh, and you did everything in 45? No. I didn't do everything in 45. I didn't do, I didn't do nearly everything. I beat the game. Yeah, yeah. But um, you didn't do every side quest. Oh, no, no. I would take probably another 100 hours or so to do everything in the game. Um, excellent game. Very good game. Uh, great gameplay. Feels a bit like God of War meets, uh, I don't know. The gameplay is so good in Reckoning. Yeah. Like, yeah. just playing that game was so much fun. That's what kept me coming back, is that I wanted just to run around and kill stuff and level up and get a new power and do all that. Yep. Like, story, I was like, oh, I don't know, I'm back from the dead, but I ignored the main quest. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, yeah, you got some problem. You got some fairies giving you problems? I'll go kill them all. 
You want, you I'll want, the, all, you want all these antelopes face? Yeah, sure, whatever. Well, you know what, what I'm having a hard time with because I'm playing the Amalurs and I'm trying to figure out what kind of what direction to go with my abilities because all three of them sound amazing. Do what you want. And then have I a Fate Weaver reset everything for you and I do it again. Dude, I know, I know. I can't like. I can't decide. Like I started. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna play like. I'm gonna play stealth because I never play. I never play the thief character. Yeah. And I'm playing the thief character, and then my then my guy got like a magic wand, and I was like, oh, this magic wand is so cool. And I started throwing fireballs at fucking kobolds. Yeah. I, I thought good. I started off thinking I'd do my normal thing, sword and shield, but then I fell in love with archery, so I'm I'm using that secondary weapon a lot, putting a lot of power into it. Yeah, I played as a warrior thief. I would hack and slash, but I would sneak around a lot and backstab. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just backstab, backstab those four gnomes. Yeah, I called, I called Clements over to my desk one day because I was like in a, it was a dwarven castle or something and the dudes are like so small and my guy's like this huge like lumbering human and i would like sneak up behind him and just brutal just absolutely brutalize them i was doing like eight or nine thousand hit points eviscerating like, them they, they probably is, have like 300 hit points and those kill, those kill animations are just terrible he would man. just grab him by the neck and just stab just his ribs stab repeatedly just blood shooting out of this poor little gnome <laughs> i can't wait to get, have more time to actually play it deeper <laughs> Um, podcast beyond the conversational podcast we do topic of the week a lot of times it comes for reader mail i think this is a good enough reader mail question to lead into the main topic before we get to the rest of the questions colin jay writes in he says hey greg colin ryan and whoever else may be there no one my name is jay what do you guys think about the details on naughty dogs the last of us plot that was just released i think it's so cool that the story starts two decades after the apocalypse that has happened and one of the main characters doesn't even remember the world what the world is like before the apocalypse I'd like to know what you guys, especially Colin, thinks about the new details. Beyond. Colin. Beyond. Beyond. You're the one who broke this news story for us. I did. Uh, well, it, I will it, say... Summarize real quick if somebody missed the news story. What, what's happening last All right. Well, I just want to say, first of all, shut your... If you, don't, if you really care about what happens in the beginning of the game and what the game's about, then don't listen. Okay. Okay. For, uh, like, for how long? How, for, let's don't get, listen for... This, you know, don't, don't listen to podcasts Beyond ever again. No, don't say no. that. Say, uh, I'm going to give you two minutes. Okay. All right. Is that well, we're going to probably need more than that. All right, three minutes starting now. Okay. Uh, so Game Informer had this video on their site huh? talking to Neil Druckmann about who's the game's producer about um, what the game's about. So we we always knew we knew Joel and Ellie. We knew like they they had this relationship. We don't really know what it is. Like, are they you know they friends? Did they just meet each other? You know, whatever. Right, One's them. a little girl. Oh, yeah, you had your inappropriate they, take. They have on a it. relationship that way. I can call them jelly. They're the jelly relationship. Uh, so we knew, and we knew it took place in the apocalypse. We know this like cordyceps virus or this cordyceps fungus has you know mutated most of humanity and screwed everything up. But now we have kind of context about what happened and. Uh, the game takes place uh, in – it starts in a quarantine zone. You don't really know what city it is. Um, the city has been quarantined. And even though the government has fallen apart for the most part, the military has fallen apart, uh, the military has set up this quarantine zone. And it's 20 years after the apocalypse and it's still going. So there are some survivors. Joel's in his 40s. So it happened 20 years ago. So he was in his 20s. He's probably like around our oh, age. Oh, no, not us. Uh, he's one of us. When it happened. <laughs> and, and they talk about how he's become more and more dark and like more and more immoral. Like he basically just does whatever he wants because like you know it's all about surviving now. Um, and he's like a black market guy. So he like deals in illegal drugs and illicit weapons and stuff like that. Um, and apparently like, he's tasked with a job, which is to smuggle Ellie out of the city. And Ellie's, uh, Ellie's, uh, like, a, um, an orphan at like some orphanage. And she was born four five, six years after the apocalypse. So she has, it's not even that she doesn't remember the world before. She never even existed in the world before it. So this is the only world she ever knew. And you kind of got the illusion of that in the, uh-huh. in the trailer uh-huh. as well. When she says like, you know, he tells me stories about what it used to be like and stuff. Um, 
I, it's interesting these quarantine zones mm-hmm. that they're still uh, we that we're led to believe they're still up and running, right? Yeah, that they still exist. I think that that's interesting. It is interesting. It's, I mean, it's, as far out as these guys are, you know what I mean, in these like destroyed worlds or whatever. It's interesting that they're still somewhere that's running and not totally screwed up. Indeed, it seems like it's just total martial law, totalitarian, uh, like kind of situation where Tina's outside for some reason. Where that's uh, her own problem, not mine. Yeah. Where <laughs> basically, like they, they, the, the city, the quarantine cities are in, in, are split into multiple sections themselves. And they, they, he talks about being constantly scanned every time you go from section to section. Um, what was their problem? I was wondering, although know, the, the blue light's going off, which usually means somebody's calling in. I was wondering if Tina's calling in. But it's too late to hit record and let her pipe in the show. Yeah, yeah. So fuck uh, it. Too late. Also, yeah. you have uh, about 40 seconds remaining. Okay. Oh, my God. So anyway, they, they talk about this quarantine. They talk about this quarantine, how you're constantly scanned. And if you, if you have even a trace of the virus, they just take you and kill you. And in fact, they'll, like, the, the military will just kill you even if you do anything wrong at all. <laughs> so like, it's, like, they're basically saying, you step out of line, they'll like, literally just move you to the side and shoot you. So like it's like super like hardcore there. So like anyway, the they leave. The, some, something happens and they leave, and he has to kind of smuggle this girl out. But then him leaving is somehow illegal, and the military's after him, so they can't go back. Mm-hmm. So it's about like their little adventure, and he promises someone that he's going to take care of this little girl. So he takes care of her, and it's about how the evolution of I guess their relationship together once they're on the outside. So, well, you just finished in five with five seconds to spare. Wow! Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome We're done back. talking about the plot. The plot sounds cool. The plot sounds really cool, Colin. Yeah, it's a Colin it, game. Oh yeah. 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 I'm excited. I'm really excited about it. I want to see how it plays. Yeah. I want to see what it looks like in game. You know. Yeah. Are you excited for it, Clements? Is this is this a Clements game too? Yeah. Okay. Come on. It's not. Come on. Come on. You know what's not a game? What's not a game yeah. at all? Yeah. Okay. What's not a game? The Tester Season Three. Okay. Tester Season Three kicked off uh, this week on the PlayStation Network. You can get it off the PlayStation Store for free and a few other things. Like I said, we'll embed the video in this week's podcast beyond if you want to come watch it on IGN.com. Uh, I'm a judge later on, so that's when you should really watch. <laughs> but if you if you maybe stumbled upon the show and already watched it, we are about to be joined by the first loser, Ryan. The first person. You're so mean. You don't have to be mean to him. I know. Well, her this time. This time around. This is Asha Chan, everybody, uh, talking about what happened on The Tester, season three, episode one, and uh, what she's doing now. She doesn't really talk about what she's doing now. Anyway, here she is. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the first part of The Tester 3, season three, 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 episode one. Podcast Beyond interviews the person who got kicked out of The Tester house. Oh, no. I'm still Greg Miller. This is still Ryan Clements. Hello. Today, we're joined by Asha Chan. How are you doing, Asha Chan? I am doing absolutely fantastic. A beautiful day in sunny Southern California. Oh, good. So how does it feel to be the first loser? Oh, Greg, come on now. Your dreams yeah, dashed on the PlayStation Network. Now, hold on. This she, <laughs> said, she already sounds like a lovely person. Why would you say that to her? She's a very nice person. I watched I her whole thing. You don't know me. Y'all don't know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all don't know who I am. <laughs> Oh, man, I mean, honestly, I have to say, out of thousands and hundreds of thousands of people who, like, tried to get here, and I got to be there at least for a day, I mean, suck it, like, <laughs> it, 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 it's about it, like, you no. know, but no, honestly, people have been super, super supportive, and, like, it's kind of really beautiful, I was saying how, like, everyone's like, oh, my God, we thought you were super awesome, and it's totally sad that so-and-so, it's such that didn't get happy, and I was like, look, it's okay, don't worry about it, and they're like, no, we really are behind you 110%. We thought you were great. And so all my, everybody, all my other fans outside of the PlayStation Network are all following me, and they're just like, we still love you, and we're all excited that you got to do this anyway. So I've been receiving tons of positive energy. Good. And it's just kind of like really the best day ever. Like, oh, I have people who are like, like love. That's called love. You know what I mean? So, yeah. 
Well, I mean, you have a positive outlook about being a loser. I'm glad about oh that. Oh, my goodness, oh, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. I'm sorry. I'm joking. Greg. What do I know about anything? It's <laughs> okay. Don't worry about it. Just a G. Don't worry. <laughs> so was there, was there, like, when you rewatched the episode, were you watching your interview, like, like questioning it? Because, you know, when Brent and everybody else was like, oh, you know, we're letting you go. Because they didn't remember you from the interview. Like, did you think, like, when they were re-asking you questions and showing you the footage, did you think, oh, man, I should have answered it this way. I should have done this. Uh, well, for a while, I was like, oh, should I, I, I was thinking for a second, like, oh, how should I answer this? But I was like, I think probably the best way is to be as honest as possible about it. And, like, I was thinking, you know, uh, but when we're sitting down, like, answering the questions, like, actually on the show, I was thinking, like, okay, we're at a pro interview. Like, let's go, let's go hard if I were going into a regular job. And I don't know why, like, my brain was thinking, like, you know, we all have experience in computers and technology here. That's why we're here. You know, yeah. um, we all are computer geeks. We're all gamers. We, we all have the same level of knowledge. That's why we're all, that's what, I thought that we were all equals in that portion, which actually we worked. So we'll see what everybody else said. I'm like, oh, yeah, I used to work at GameStop. I worked in ADR. I knew all the indie companies. Yeah. But, you know, when they ask, like, what can you bring? I'm like, well, I can bring, yes, everything else everyone else is going to bring. I can bring you, yes, I work at GameStop. Yes, I know how to work, um, you know, working in Eddie and Groom. Yeah, I know how to work sound and all that. I get it. But me as a person, what can I bring? And i that's what I answered the question. That's how I answered it the first time. I was like, that's what uh, I thought of. Because, you know, we all have the same talent. So what yeah. can Ashford Jakeaway bring? Again, what can Ashy Chan do different than anybody else? And that is, um, you know, bringing good good people to the work and really, really um, able to work with other people. And, you know, there's the... Um, a wonderful optimist of the peppy wonderful you know really optimistic person is out there because a lot of times like, you don't want to work with people who are like bad and lonely and unfortunate like me and so Clement. having someone who yeah I know like <laughs> thank you what? Uh, <laughs> did you regret going first you were so quick to put up your hand and jump into the cockroach box I mean, what did you regret going first like you know how you were like oh you, they like who wants to volunteer and you volunteered right away. Do you, when you're when you're Monday, Monday morning, I guess Wednesday morning quarterbacking the episode of the tester, did you sit there and go like man I should have let somebody else go first to kind of get a read on the judges? Well, it's really the thing I thought about is okay. So like when I was in school for theater, like that is what they taught. Like you go first. Like you just go first because like a it's all going to jump on your job if you don't. Yeah. And B like that's really what it is. It's just something that like has been ingrained in me so deep because like four years of being like Asher go first like. You know, like, raise your hand first. Like, you want to audition first. You want to be out there first so you have the opportunity. So that's the first thing I thought. I was like, oh, I need to go first. Like, duh. Like, let me do this. And usually, like, I've never, like, I've, most every job I've ever had, I just roll in there. I'm, like, super awesome. And they're like, yeah, we're going to hire you now. Yeah. I never really had an issue with interviews before. So. Gotcha. Well, yeah, you never had your head in a box of cockroaches before either. I'm yeah. sure that didn't help. It's kind of not very, a, not a traditional not interview a traditional process. Interview. Not at all. No, 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 not at all. No, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. You should have, you should have been better. So, wa- watching the episode, who did you hate more than after you got eliminated? Ego Raptor, who had a pitiful fourteen PlayStation Network trophies, has no business working for PlayStation, or Quaja Monster, whose job interview is just talking about the time she farted. <laughs> I know it's like it's a little frustrating. I'm like, I had a really great discussion with them about human beings, the humanity, and working together. I like the intense of like how you have different people working with you and how you can bring super cool things to like the networking. Like, you know, oh, you have a cute little cosplayer on your team. That's great. That's gonna totally help out an event one day. Trust me, it will. Because it'll work for cheaper than somebody else will. And then because they're part of the company. And then you have um, people who talk about stuff like that. But that's just part of 
for that's part of TV. I mean, you have people who are going to be like going 110 percent. Well, not like I wasn't going 110, but you have people who exude like a, a third person energy where you're putting out so much of yourself that you say things that you may not want to have had said on television because mm. that's recorded forever, which is what I thought of. Um, a wise decision. It, yeah, yeah. Television yeah, does right. not forget. Don't worry. I'm like, <laughs> I'd rather be known for um, bringing a good example of a person as opposed to being known for like, oh, you know, you know, it's like 50 years ago, but oh, I tuned in. I'm like, yeah, you know, we all fight every day, like whatever. But, you know, that's the one thing we're going to remember. But then again, here I am. <laughs> I hope that's not how I'm remembered. Ash Chandori, I would hire you for a job over Quadra Monsters, dropping silent farts all the time, thinking she can get away with anything because she's cute. Ash Chan, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. I hope your journey continues long beyond this Tester 3 season at 1, episode 2, million threes. One day I'll get... That's the first time we did this. I'll get the numbers better. But Tester 3, season episode 1. You got it. Did I? You, I don't I think mean, I got was that, that one it? at all, actually. No, all right. That was, that was anyway, wrong. Uh, Ash Chan, thank you so much for joining us for Podcast Beyond. Yes, and thank you very much. You are a very positive person. That brightened my day a little bit. Oh, you know, that's, that's what losers do, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, that Ashley Chan, I tell you. What a, what a doll, Clements. She was very nice and uh, brightened my day, as I Did said. she really? Did yeah, she really she brighten did. your day? Hmm, okay. Yeah. What did you think? That's what happened. Colin? I don't know. I didn't listen to it. No, <laughs> you can't. You're breaking the fourth wall. <laughs> All right, Tim writes into Beyond. Oh, it's Reader Mail time. Reader Mail. Reader Mail. I don't know why I'm doing it in the toe voice. Uh, Tim writes in. He says, Beyond. Beyond. Uh, why does Sony hate us Westerners? Is the UMD passport program that big of a hassle? It would be nice to not have to have all my old PSP to loot around in a boot. I don't even know what he's saying anymore. Yes, we Canadians speak like that. Maple syrup. Uh, <laughs> if you're not following what Maple Tim's saying, syrup. this week Sony confirmed that the UMD Passport program, which basically was a Japanese program where you could put take your PSP, put the UMD in, close it, do some hocus pocus it would say on your account oh you've bought this psp game before then on your vita you could go and rebuy that game for a discounted price off the playstation store they have said that is not coming to the united states so you are not going to be able to do that here my theory is twofold let's hear it a it probably didn't do very well in japan and is therefore not needed here and b what why is it like why does it really matter to, it doesn't matter to most like vast majority of people that have vita do not care so I don't think that Sony... You don't, you don't, you don't think so? No. What, what, you have a PSP to play your UMDs on, and you have a Vita to play your Vita games on. You know, yeah, It's not, it's not something... It's really not something that I think... I understand the relevance of it. It would be nice. I would like to do it. I'd like to kind of get rid of some of my PSP you know, UMDs and But are you playing them? Are you still playing them? You know, I'm not. I mean, to me... Like, I think, so I think that's what it is. It probably wasn't even heavily used in Japan, and it's probably not important to 95% plus of the people that are going to buy the Vita. I don't know. Yeah, I, uh, I mean, I guess it's just it seems like it's if the if the system can run PSP games and it can, then I feel like it would have been nice to give people a service. For it can their... run PSP games. If you go on the on the PlayStation Store on on Vita, it's cool. There's yeah. a whole PSP section. You can download a million PSP. Well, that's, yeah. that's what I'm seeing. Yeah. But like, if pe- for people in like the early stages of the PSP that bought all these UMDs and they don't want to just you know have them taking up space anymore, it, it's just too bad that they don't have an easy solution. I'm just that's all I'm saying. I understand. But it's similar, like, it's similar like, you know, having an SNES, right? Like you couldn't trade those up to the N sixty four. It's just and I know we've moved to a different generation and all that stuff, but yeah. if you would have adopted the PSP Go, you'd be fine. Because I can still download those games. So in your face, everybody else. Just I just poured it over Corpse Party today. Ah, there you go. Yeah. Have you been so, playing that at all? No. It's right. a Because it came. Will you ever? Yeah. No. Well, right. that was the problem. Is that, <laughs> nice song. <laughs> it came late in the life cycle of PSP, and I wasn't carrying my PSP around anymore. But I carry my Vita around all the time. So now I'm all set. John writes in. 
beyond at IGN.com, just like you can. Uh, he says, quick fire questions. Ryan. Yeah. If and when Final Fantasy versus XIII comes out and it's received well, will the, the next main FF will be an action RPG more like Versus and Kingdom Hearts? Yes or no? I, yeah, you know what? At this point, I honestly have no idea how to predict what that company will do with it. Who cares? <laughs> oh, oh God, come on. <laughs> I'm I'm excited for Versus, though. I have been for the last seven years that it's been in development, or however long. I'm sure it's really going to pay off. Call yeah, Moriarty. I'm sure. Yeah. What last generation title would most benefit from a current gen update? After playing Bioware's Mass Effect, I believe Knights of the Old Republic could use a bump in the presentation department. Oh, KOTOR is awesome. KOTOR is amazing. Um, KOTOR is really, really good. You get your ass in gear. I yeah. bought an Xbox for KOTOR. Actually, iGen bought me an Xbox for KOTOR because I wrote the guide for it. <laughs> um... Mm, Animusha. Oh, you always push the Animusha card. I want it. I know you do. I've noticed. Can I just have it? You know what? You know what? I haven't pushed in a while that I'd love to see that uh, get updated. Ghostbusters. Azure Dreams. Azure Dreams. Ah, oh, good game. I I I rented the shit out of that game. I, I should have just. I I think I ended up owning it at <laughs> some it, point. Yeah, it's one of those things you rented it so many times. You're like, fuck. I should just buy it. <laughs> you like Azure Dreams? Yes. In Castlevania. If you played Metal Gear Solid, of course, and fought Psycho Mantis in it, and you had, had Konami card. saves on your memory card, like Castlevania or Azor Dreams, there were a few other ones. Yeah, I forgot what they were. Uh, like Pro Evo, maybe, or one of those. Uh, he, he told you that you liked those games. It was so... Uh, that was still, awesome that's moment. still that was the so best good. boss battle in any game ever. Like, I love... If that you was... never played Metal Gear Solid, the original one... And you didn't, ha- you don't know what the Psycho Mantis boss Remember battle Remember the first is? time oh. the TV went off? Yeah, like, you're like, fuck, and yeah, you're jumping around trying to find like, the remote. That was awesome. And then, all right, spoilers. Yeah. I'm going spo- to spoil the Metal Gear Solid. Uh, I don't know, dude. It's only like 20 years old. <laughs> yeah, it's it's 14 yet. years old at this Jesus point. Jesus Christ. Uh, which makes us really old. But uh, yeah, you have to, to beat Psycho Mantis. The, 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 the battle is brilliant. Psycho Mantis is obviously like, a, he, he manipulates your mind and he's, he's psychic, so... He like turns the T. It's, he makes it seem like he turns the TV off, and it has like it's, instead of saying video one, it says hideo one for Kojima. Yeah. Um, and then he obviously reads your memory card and tells you the games you're playing and stuff like that, and and fucks around with you to beat him. You had to take your controller out of the first port in your PlayStation and put it in the second port, and then he couldn't read your mind anymore. And he'd be like, "I can't read you," and you'd just be shooting him with your pistol right in his face. And that's that is probably the most ingenious boss battle of any game ever. And I don't think I don't yeah. think it's ever in any game I've beaten ever played. I it's not been beaten. That, yeah. That battle is immaculate. And that's why Metal Gear Solid is one of the best games of all time. They don't make them like that anymore, ladies and gentlemen. No, they really don't. Uh, John's final question is to me. Greg, the Uncharted team gets done with DLC. What would you like them to do next? Uh, John, I'd like them to do whatever they want to do. I want them to go make awesome games. I, I, I kind of feel it's time to move on from Uncharted. You know what they're going to do. What are they going to do? Uncharted 4. Okay. On PS4. Well, that'll be fine if I get, get a couple years breaks or whatever. Oh, here, Kyle's got a great question that I, I actually have an answer to. Solution. Let's do it. Beyond, beyond at IGN.com for your question. Like Kyle wrote in, Kyle says, Hey guys, just had a quick question concerning Vita memory cards. I've been watching all the videos about the Vita. However, I still have one question. Well, stop. Just ask the question, Kyle. Stop saying you have questions. I know Greg said in one of the videos that your PSN account will be tied to a memory card. So what happens if you want to upgrade your memory card to a higher GB card? I'm going to give you getting the 4GB card in my first edition bundle, but I don't want to sync my account to a 4GB if uh, I won't be able to sync it again to a 32. What are my options here, Beyond Crew? Simple, Kyle. Uh, you can have the memory card being tied to it isn't like the activation of the system. Systems you can only have two Vita's system activated. Memory cards you can have more activated. What basically what happened is though the Vita has an awesome backup function. So you would save everything your fi- your four gigabyte card when you think it's time. You would back it up either to your PC or your PS3 via the charge cord that it comes with. Uh, you make a backup file. It'll stay there. Then you get your new memory card. You pop it in. You recover your profile. You might not even have to recover your profile on it. I'm not sure to tell you the truth. And then you put it into the system. You say restore from back. 
backup. It's like an iPhone if you're if, or an iPad if you guys use those. Uh, it'll bring it back, and you'll have all your saves there. You'll have everything. You'd have to reinstall the game, but you'd still have your save there for that game. So brilliant solution. Excellent. Big stuff. I'm excited for that one. Wonderful. Uh, Mark has a question for you, probably. Okay. Ryan Clements. I'm here. Uh, binary domain. Yes. Should I be excited for this? There's barely any coverage on IGN. I know the guys who made Accusa made it, so that's relatively promising, right? Have any of you played it? If so, impressions. Okay, I haven't played it. Who's played it here? Nobody's Anybody? played it here, but okay. I saw the first trailer that just features some of the worst VO I've ever yeah. seen. So here, here's the problem, is that this trailer that they put out a while ago that was using some in-game VO was really bad. Um, it just didn't sound good at all. I'm wondering Go if that was I'm, yeah. I'm wondering if that was early work because when in talking to some to some of the PR representing the game, it sounds like that stuff has been changed or taken out. Uh, the trailers that I've seen for it uh, look really promising. Uh, I do trust the Yakuza team. I actually think I don't think that game is going to redefine the shooter or cause an uproar in the video game community. But I think it might actually surprise some people. I think it will be better than uh, currently what some of the IG editors think it's going to be. All right. Greg. Time will tell on that one. Yeah, it I will. just know how bad that, that voice acting yeah. looked. It kind of stiff, too. Yeah. And after playing Yakuza Dead Souls, I think Yakuza, yeah. that's, it's over for everybody over there. Okay, fair enough. It's over. Pull the over. All right, Dead Souls. Go, go to the uh, Final Push question it. comes from Jan. He says, Beyond. 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 Greg, you're quickly approaching Nathan Drake as the world's most prolific mass murderer with how much you're killing it on Up at Noon. Uh, for those that aren't aware, can you fill us in the details where and when to find the show? Keep on crushing Jan. Uh, Jan, thanks for the kind words. Up at Noon is one of the new IGN Start shows on YouTube. IGN has launched a new broadcast network called Start. You can find it at youtube.com slash start. Uh, I host a talk show called Up at Noon, which is a daily show ripoff, but it's fun. And uh, there's a lot of jokes. Brian Altano makes a lot of jokes on there. Uh, we've had cool guests like David Jaffe, who didn't tell us that he was leaving when he was on the week before he announced he was leaving. But he cursed a lot, called me fat, got a bunch of kids up there, who fart- and one kid farted on him. So definitely go watch episode two. We're filming episode Sorted three out. right after this. And there's an awesome <laughs> intro on episode two. Uh, thank you. It goes up every Monday at noon. Uh, ha, 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 very cute. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. But it's YouTube, so it's always up. So, youtube.com slash start. If you'd like to be in the audience for Up at Noon, you can follow me on Twitter at GameOverGreggy, where I give away seats to, in the audience. Uh, and you get free pizza in the audience, so that's cool. Are you getting, like, a lot of different people every week? No. It's the same people? Yeah. This week, it's the same people as last week? Uh, we have new additions. Like, it's not, don't get me wrong, it's not the same 20 kids every time. But how many are the same? This week? I'd say... 10 to 12. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, it's one of those things I think, here's the problem for me is I've, uh, even if I loved this show, right? How hard would it, if I wasn't in here working here, first off, I have to live in San Francisco mm-hmm. and then I have to be available on a Thursday afternoon to drop what I'm doing and come sit in an no, audience. No, I'm, I'm not judging them either way. I'm just wondering what yeah. the turnover is. I'm, I'm thinking as the show gets bigger, hopefully knock on wood, that it'll be easier and easier to get more and more different people in. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Right on. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that is the end of Podcast Beyond episode. 226. Jeez, that's a lot of episodes. Yeah. Thank you to the first loser of the tester, Ashikan. 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 I hope the names or get Asa-chan. easier. I hope the PSN names get easier as this goes on, so I'll be able to uh, pronounce them better. Hey, Greg. Yeah. You know what Chan means? No. Hmm. Do you want to know? Not really. Okay. We're on a timetable. For once, we've actually <laughs> gone to noon and somebody's outside and wants the room. Okay. Um. Oh, what does Chan mean? No, it's fine. Chan me. Next time. Chai. Save it for next time. Tea? No. Okay. Uh, if you want to be part of the show, remember, email us at beyond at IGN.com. Uh, remember, Beyond is not our real job. Our real job is working for IGN.com. So you should come to IGN.com and read our articles and comment on them and, you know, really have fun with us and just hang out. Hang out. You can follow IGN on Twitter. Just live. At just, IGN. Live, man. just live, man. Just live, man. Just got to live. 
when you take everything away from a man, he'll take everything away from you. Follow me on Twitter at Game Over Greggy. Follow Colin on Twitter at No Taxation. Follow Clements on Twitter at Pwam Cider. P W A M Cider. Um, Ryan, take me home. Sounds good. Uh, I did want to play another song from a podcast beyond favorite, Life in 24 Frames. Uh, He's coming to the show next week. Mm, nice. Yes. The uh, I'm very excited. Uh, but yeah, uh, Chris, one of the uh, musicians in Life in 24 Frames, great guy. And uh, I'm just going to play another track off of their album. Look them up on iTunes and anywhere you can buy and download music. Again, their band name is Life in 24 Frames. 24 is the number, not spelled out. And uh, I don't actually know what song I'm going to play yet, so I'm just going to play you one, and I hope you enjoy it. Beyond. Beyond! Go Islanders, nine points out.
Well, I, I don't. I don't control the ebb and flow of the show very much, but I'm controlling it here. Okay. Well, well, why? What I'm wondering is why? Why wear it out? Let's save it for another, let's save it for a little while. Let's not hit him t- twice in a row. Why not? Let's let him wait a little bit. Why? Because we'll be fucking teases, man. This is how the game works. You've been on the game so goddamn long, you don't even know what's going on. That's just if I'm in or out of the game, I still have no idea what's going on. So. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.